What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Closers Lab. You know what we do is we call sellers live. And not only that, right, we also are going to start to break down deals. And we invite you to reach out to us uh, for you to collaborate with us. Uh, you know, we want to not just get on the show and, and talk to sellers live, but we also want to extend that over to you, the viewers. And the other thing, too, is that this is a live show. This is an opportunity for you to ask questions, uh, leave comments, uh, you know, uh, we got an exciting day today of, you know, sellers that we're going to call like always, uh, you know, again, being that this is a live show, uh, you know, what what is expected is we don't know. We don't know. And that's the beautiful thing of it. We don't again, I'm going to keep saying this, right? What separates us is that we don't just play recordings and, and break those recordings down. We're doing this live and that way you guys can see how we navigate objections, how we how we navigate uh, certain personalities for from sellers. Um, so last week we had. Uh, I think we talked to three or four people uh, out of that four people. We're still uh, working two of those deals, uh, which was awesome. Thank you, by the way, for those of you that submitted leads, uh, you know, keep, you know, keep submitting the leads at the end of the show is what we'll do once this gets posted uh, to the YouTube channel. Uh, basically, you're, there's going to be a link if you would like us to call your leads and you want us to talk to the sellers that you've been working so we can get them past the finish line. Uh, the other thing I want to say as well, too, is that. Uh, you know, we do this show because we want to give back, right? We want to give back to you guys that to everyone, uh, you know, give back. And that way you learn how to talk to sellers. You, you know, you get better at what you do at your craft. Uh, the one thing that we ask is that you uh, share, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel here at Real Estate Disruptors. Uh, also, uh, share the stream, share it with someone right now before we get started that you think might need help, uh, you know, uh, getting better at sales, getting better at talking to people, getting better at prospecting. Uh, not only are we talking to sellers, but we're breaking down the calls. We're taking your questions. We're answering your questions as well. So uh, make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Uh, and again, share the stream right now to somebody that you think that that, that would benefit from this, that is struggling, uh, you know, that is struggling to talk to sellers, that is struggling to uh, uh, get deals across the finish line. So that way they, they can tune in and they can hear, uh, you know, how we talk to sellers. So. Um, yeah. So today, like I said, we have a, a couple people lined up. I got a phone call right now that I'm going to call. I'm, I'm going to call. We have one scheduled already that we're going to uh, be calling. Uh, so I said like last week we had really good success. And thank you very much again. I can't thank you enough. I'm going to keep saying this to those of you that submitted leads, uh, you know, for me to call. I really appreciate it. We couldn't do the show without you. And I highly, highly encourage you uh, to submit your leads that you want us to uh, to call. So um, well, let's get started. I mean, honestly, that's what we do, right? We want to call sellers and we want to get started uh, right away. So today, the first lead that we're going to call today, um, it's actually a property out of Cleveland, Ohio. So uh, this should be good. Let's let's find out. Um, you know, this was actually submitted by by somebody that follows the show. Caxi, thank you very much for submitting this lead. Uh, we're going to call James and see what's going on with him. Uh, what what situation he's got going on and how come he's considering selling. So, uh, guys, I highly encourage you drop some comments uh, and and ask questions. And I will make sure that once I'm off the call, I will answer your questions. So let's go ahead and call. Give give James a call and see what's going on. Let's get started.
Hello. Please leave a message after the tone. All right. Let's call him right back, and then we'll drop the uh, we'll drop our our handy dandy uh, voicemail. So that way he can call us back. Hello, please leave a message after the tone. Hello, James. It's Max. Uh, I was calling you uh, about your property over at Orchard Park Avenue, and I'm calling you because... Click. So what did I do there? I left the cliffhanger voicemail. It works really well uh, for a lot of individuals that, uh, you know, the, to get to get callbacks. Uh, just because you saw, right, you know, I don't leave a lot of details. When you guys are leaving voicemails, Make sure that you're not leaving a lot of details. I've said this before in other calls. So that way they can call you back, right? Uh, who wouldn't call that voicemail back, right? Like, oh, I got, I got a phone number. Or sorry, I got a call from somebody. They, they, they mentioned my property and then they, and they, they didn't finish. They must, have, they must have got the call disconnected or hung up. So basically, uh, we, we have a good success rate when it comes to callbacks. When we leave that, voice, that uh, cliffhanger voicemail compared to leaving a long voicemail when you actually... Uh, have you know give people the information and your 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 callbacks are going to be less less and less because if you leave a long voicemail of why you're calling uh who who uh you know what were you calling about and you give them all the information uh it's very it's going to be uh, unlikely that they're going to call you so um the next person that we're going to call is uh let's see here who do we have here next all right so it looks like we have sean i'm going to give sean a call sean is actually uh prop uh, out of here at two uh, a seller out of Tucson, Arizona. So let's give him a call and see if we can get him on the line so we can talk to him. So uh, let's see. Here. <clears throat> let's see. If you have any questions, any comments, drop your comments, share the stream, share the stream with somebody. If you're just jumping on, uh, share the stream with someone that you think can, that will benefit from uh, watching this so that way they can get better and, and then, uh, they can watch the show with us. Hello. Hello, Sean. That's me. Hey, Sean, it's Max. I'm calling you because you had spoken to my team member, Carl. Uh, by your property over at East Franklin Tail Drive. Okay. Uh, probably. Hi, Max. Hey, how you doing? Fine. <laughs> awesome. Probably caught you at a bad time. Um, it is a little inconvenient. It looks like I'm going to be leaving the uh, doctor's office with my friend here in a few minutes. So. Okay. Did you? Uh, would you like me to call you back in like a little later, or? Yeah, if you'd like. Well, it's up to you. Only if, if you're available, I can call you back later. If not, and we can schedule it for some other time. I will be probably available in about half an hour. And then I stop being available at one o'clock, which is in about two hours. Okay. I can call you back in for lunch. Hour. Okay. Well, right now it's, uh, it's getting close to 1010. 10, so we'll say like, uh, 1040. All right. All right. I'll call you back, Sean. Have a good one. We'll try it. See ya. Bye.
All right, so it looks like we caught him in the middle of some. For some reason, he scheduled the call, but it sounds like he's just leaving the doctor's office, which is really weird. But, you know, that's, again, that's prospecting, right? Not every call is perfect. Not Again, this is what happens when you're prospecting. One thing that you have to get, uh, when when you're actually doing calls, I actually posted this today. There's a reel, a reels that I posted on my on my Instagram uh, that talks about this, right? Is when you do, when you're doing these calls, you have to get mentally prepared and then figure out what's the outcome you want of these calls. Um, you know, I'm going to call him back at 1040 and we'll see if, uh, if he picks up for us. Uh, so let's go ahead and call the next, let's see if there's some people on some questions. Not yet. Okay, perfect. Um, so let's call the next person. Let's see if we can get, uh, um, okay. Let me try calling Connie. Um, looks like she's next on the line. So Connie's got a property in Fort Myers, Florida. Taxi at who submitted this lead. This was Jessica. Thank you, Jessica, for submitting this lead. Um, let's give her, let's give Connie a call and uh, see, if we, see if we can have a conversation with Connie. That didn't work. Let me try this again. Here we go. Welcome to Verizon Wireless. Your call cannot be completed as dialed. Please check the number and dial again. And then All right, so it looks like we might have a wrong number here. I'm going to try one more time to see to make sure uh, that we have the right number or not. Your call has been. All right, so no answer. Man, nobody wants to talk today. What's, what's happening? All right, let's give her a call back one more time. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Two, three, nine, eight, seven, eight, nine, eight, two, five is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. To leave a callback number, press 5. Hello, Connie. It's Max. Uh, I'm calling about uh, 8049 McDaniel Drive. Uh, and I'm actually calling you because... And we'll just leave a cliffhanger voicemail and see uh, if we get a callback on that. Uh, so let's go ahead and go down the line. Let me see if anybody else wants to ask any, any question. Uh, uh, Harvey Martinez says, gotta love Thursdays at 10 a.m., ready to learn and implement. Let's go, Max. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for tuning in, uh, Harvey. Uh, Home E says, Thursdays are now the day that I truly look forward to. Thanks, thanks to Max. This is straight up mastermind course. Let's go. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, Darsa one says, what's the best list to call in Phoenix? Um, I actually, we, that's a very lengthy conversation conversation um so there's a there's a lot of lists that you can pull but if you want to learn about that tune into our show called club collab 
That happens every Tuesday at 7 p.m. And we break that down with the best uh, list for you to pull today. It's all about sales. Today it's all about how, how, do, how do I ask sellers certain questions. And, um, and, and I know you have another question about door knocking. We also talk about that as well, too. Uh, let's see. SC Texas Movie Service says, what's the best source for leads? Same thing. Um, we do get into depth about that in our other uh, on Tuesdays. Uh, you're more than welcome to join us on Tuesdays on Club Collab, which happens every Tuesday at 7 p.m. We get into detail of all that. Um, all right, let's call the next. Uh, let's call the next person. This is Amber. Let's see who submitted. Jessica, thank you for submitting the lead. Let's go ahead and call Amber and see if she calls us back or if she answers actually. So. Please leave your message for six, seven. No answers. Try again. All right, so no answer. Um, let's see. Let's go down the line. We'll call Manuel if he picks up. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Nine two eight four one two two six. Nobody wants to have a conversation today. I think they know I'm calling. This one. Mm. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. All right, we are striking out right now. So um, we actually have a call schedule at 1030, but I'm going to call him right now because uh, we're striking out with these other people. So uh, let's call Donald if he's available. This property that Donald owns is actually here in the backyard. Uh, 
Perfect. Okay, so So it don't sound like Donald's answering either, but um, we'll try him again because we do have a call scheduled with him. Um, but this is what happens, right? Like when you're prospecting, when you're calling, a lot of times it doesn't go perfect. Like last week we had uh, we had some people that picked up and then we had some that didn't. Today it just seems that not a lot of people are picking up. But this is where you have to build that, that mental stamina, right, where you have to continue to keep going now. And some of these are scheduled, right? Again, I talked about this last week is that, we're not immune to some people saying, hey, call us back at this time. Even though we go through the process and let them know that we're going to call them at a certain time, uh, we still go through the same thing. So for you, for you guys that are out there starting out, for, for some of you that are out there still, you know, trying to get your first deal or maybe you're trying to scale it a little bit, you know, or you're just starting out, um, this happens. This is, this is actually a normal thing where you are following up with prospects and they're not, and they're not calling. So uh, in our business, it's a numbers game. It's a follow-up game, uh, you know, and the one that follows up the most is the one that's going to get the deal. Um, and again, you know, again, we're not immune to people not answering the phones, uh, you know, like we always talk about, even though we put them through the process, even though we schedule the call, a lot of times this is what happens is that we don't, we don't get answers just like you do, right? Uh, but it's something that you have to mentally prepare for and, and, and build mental stamina for. A lot of people start prospecting and and they you know and they only make a few dials and what happens is like oh nobody's picking up well that's going to happen because this business is a numbers game at the end of the day it doesn't matter how good you are at closing deals it doesn't matter how many how many deals you've done at the end of the day it's a numbers game if this if these people aren't picking up and you go to the next person and, and so on and so on and so on so um i'm going to uh see if there's any questions right now so while uh before I call back uh, Donald, see if he would answer. So let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see here. So Arza's one says, if your first, if it's your first deal, do you recommend a double close? Now, no. Um, I I would say unless it's a huge deal like a hundred k, you know, the assignment fee. Then you know, basically, you know, if it's your first deal, this is your first time dealing with this buyer. Um, yeah, I mean, if it's a huge, if it's like a big, big rip, as we call it, right, a big assignment fee, um, then double close it. Double close just means that, uh, you're contracted with the seller and then you're, and then you have 
you have your contract with the seller, that that's going to close. And then you make another contract, which is not an assignment. It's another contract with you and the buyer. And then what happens when closing time happens, they, they close simultaneously. So there's going to be two separate escrows for each file. And in assignment, there's only one escrow. And an assignment is just where you assign the rights to, your, to the original contract that gets assigned to your buyer. On a double close, you're under contract with both. And what happens is the buyer will bring funds, and then that's all the double closes. But on your first deal, I wouldn't do that unless you got a, a huge assignment fee where you might be worried that the sell, that the buyer is going to be like, hey, why are you making so money? And if that's the case, you might you might not need not to ever work with that buyer again. Uh, Brian said, got to get them. Got to get them Cinco de Mayo early celebrators out of the way. <laughs> that's true. Uh, by the way, happy Cinco de Mayo. That's true. A lot of people are probably out and about. Uh, but that doesn't mean that, you know, they, they still don't need to sell their house, right? Um, so we're going to keep trying. Uh, the other, let's see, uh, Oski Manuel said, Mad Max, when doing outbound dialer cold calls, how many times should we call then prospect if they don't answer? Uh Prospect if they don't answer, should we use the same number and call them back? So on uh, on cold calls is a little bit different. On cold calls, you it, cold calls is actually um, it's more of sifting. You're not actually following up with people. So if they don't answer, you if you have a list of a thousand numbers, keep going. Right? Don't don't spend too much time calling people back. These are actually follow ups. The ones I'm doing today are follow ups. Um, with follow ups, I, I'll do the double dial, triple dial, whatever the case may be, because we already spoke with them. They already have some interest. They already know that we're going to call them. On cold calls, you should just continue. Uh, and, and then later on, once you're done with your list, whether it's a list of 100 or a list of 1,000, you can recycle that list. And, and, and obviously, you're going to remove like all the bad numbers. You're going to remove the do not call and the not interested. And then once you're, once, you're gone, once you're done going through that list, you can recycle that list and hit that list again. But on these, uh, on cold call, you don't want to do the double and the back-to-back. -back. Um, it's going to spend too much of your time. You should just uh, be, be, be dialing it uh, and then recycling it once you're done with it. So um, let's see here. Let's see if you have another question here. Sure. Let's see. Texas Movie Services. What dollar are you using? Right now, I'm using my cell phone to call. Uh, what do you usually say to a seller when they aren't giving the price? Um on my last call, I actually have a really good call where I where I do reveal the price where I where I asked where I, where I had the seller reveal their price. And typically, one of my best lines to go to is, uh, you know, if I was talking to you, Evan, and 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 I was asked, uh, you're the seller, I would say, hey, Evan, when you bought this property, uh, the last time you bought this property, how did that process look like, right? And I want them to tell me. I want to, I want them to think about that a little bit and say, well, there was I had to go look at it. And then, and then if they don't say like there was a price on it, I'm I'm gonna bring it up. I'm gonna say, okay, when you want to look at it, did you just make an offer or was there a price on it? So then, basically, what's gonna happen is, obviously, we know majority of people buy through through the MLS or buy on the market, so they they're gonna say there was a price on it, and that's what we want to hear. Okay, can I just get that same courtesy just off the record? What is the price that you want for your property? And boom, you'll get the uh, basically uh, you'll get the price from them. Uh, let's try calling Donald back. Um, I want to get somebody on the phone because obviously that's what we do here. But this is being a challenge today, especially because of Cinco de Mayo. I think people are already drinking uh, uh, margaritas and uh, and some tequila shots already. So uh, they're probably not looking at their phone. <laughs> let's see. Um, let's call. Actually, let me try calling this. 
Alright, so it looks like Eddie's, for some reason, Eddie's number is not working to, uh, alright, one more time. Yeah, so it looks like we have the wrong number for this lead. Uh, whoever submitted this lead. Uh, let's try Donald one more time and see if it's up there. The remote Man, we are striking out like like that like at the plate. <laughs> All right, let's see. We have another lead here that we just looked here. Let's see what this one is. Um, this looks like if we um, so we got Sean coming up and then. It's all good. Hello. Hello, Manny. Yes. Hi, Manny. What's Max? Uh, I'm calling you because you had spoken to one of my team members, uh, Rusty, about your property over uh, at Olympus Drive. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Probably caught you at a bad time. No, I'm good. Okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah, like I said, I was calling you because uh, you know you spoke to Rusty and. Uh, he had left some notes for me here to give you a call about the, uh, the, the property out there. And, you know, always the notes don't always tell the whole story. Uh, do you mind if I just ask a few questions real quick again? Yeah, go ahead. All right, perfect. So on, on one of the one of the things he, he mentioned, uh, or that he wrote down, excuse me, not mentioned, was, uh, um, so, is this a, so this is a vacant lot, I'm assuming? Yes, it is. Everybody, uh, I don't know, Zell or whatever, uh, uh, I mean, not Zillow, uh, Zillow and all kinds of other places that have, you know, old photos of something like a trailer on the property, but it's actually a vacant lot already. Oh, okay, I see, I see. So, but there used to be a, a trailer on it before? Yes, yes, it was. Okay, what happened to that? Uh, I was renting it out. 
for quite a bit of time, but then they got run down. And the tenants, you know, never made me aware of any repairs or anything like that. So they got to the point where it was so run down by the time they moved out that it wasn't even in fixable form. So I just got it tore down. Okay, got it, got it. Okay. Uh, you tore it down, or or that, or you bought it only after the fact? Well, I, 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 it was mine when I when the front window. The mobile was there, so I had a company, the demolition company, come down and tear it down. Oh, I see. Okay. And level, level the lot down, so it's a nice, it's a nice level lot right now. Okay, I see. And um, um, since there was um, already a structure there, it, it seems like it sounds like maybe there's already utilities running to that lot as well. Yes, there's a power, there's a pole out there for the power line, and there's a, a septic there, or the city, the city sewer there, so everything's there for. Perfect for another home. Yeah, I see. Okay, okay. Um, and then just out of curiosity, I know he didn't. There wasn't a lot of mention on here. Um, are you? What's the? What has you considering selling this one? I'm sorry. So let me get out of here. No, I was gonna say just out of curiosity, what has you considering selling it? I mean, it was it was it's just been sitting there. I mean, I haven't posted anything, so I was just curious on how. You know, people be calling about it. I guess they probably see it on Zillow or whatever. But I mean, I'm not not that I posted it. Not that I, I don't have a realtor. I'm not, you know, if it sells, it sells. At least people inquire about it. Okay. So it doesn't sound like there's a whether someone makes an offer or not. Sure. You, there's not really any anything going on as far as you needing to sell the property within this 30, 60 days. Like no, no, no. I'm not in any rush. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, do you mind if I share something with you? Yeah, go ahead. So typically people I talk to, you know, usually not all of them, they usually sell for three reasons, right? One of them is, you know, a lot of times they're just looking for a certain time frame to sell. Uh, most of them, not not, a lot, not all of them, but some of them are in financial situation. And then some just sell because the property just needs a lot of repairs. But it doesn't sound like any of those apply to you. No. Okay. So, um... So how are you hoping that we can, I mean, what, what are you looking to get for this lot? Uh, based on what I've seen so far, the properties are kind of high, the, the lots are kind of high. I'm just, I'm not, you know, I'm not asking for too much. I just looking for 25K. 25,000? Yes. And as far as the twenty-five thousand, um, you want to look at any other offers besides that? I mean, any reasonable offer, yes. No, I will consider. I will consider. Reasonable. Yes. So, if you didn't have to pay anything out of pocket, I mean, you know, if it was a net offer to you, what's the lowest you would feel comfortable selling it? You didn't have to pay anything out of pocket. Um, I mean, if it's cash, I can do, uh, I guess, 22, maybe. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, at 22,000, I, I don't think... Yeah, because I'm looking at the area, and this is why I have problems. I just don't think I would be a buyer at that point. And, and I get it, you know, um, 
person when you tell me, you know, that you can hold on to yourself. And like I said, usually people that I speak with, excuse yourself for those reasons. Um, obviously, yeah. there's, no, there's no structure here that, that, that needs repairs. Um, but definitely at 22,000, and uh, I don't know if that would be too high. Now, I, I guess my other question would be um, if we were to come close to that, that, that price, like let's say, hey, and I'm not saying I can, but just something I'm thinking that you could have done before, but when it's a little higher than what you'd be able to pay on a cash offer, uh, what I always ask, like to ask sellers is, would you consider payments? Um, I probably would, but it would have to be something that's going to be a, a long-term thing, you know, 10 years, something like, you know, you know, I want something that's going to drag on forever, you know? Yeah, no, I get it, I get it. Um... That's something I, you know, I probably could consider. Yeah, because, because you know, at the end of the day, like, it is a buildable lot. I love that it has the utilities. Um, but also, I have, oh, yeah. I have to consider, you know, that I need to put a structure on there as well, right? But then it's mm -hmm. going to be mobile or manufacturer on time. Um, exactly. So, also, it's fenced all the way around. The property, uh -huh. it's fenced all the way around. Okay, it is because I'm, the, the what I'm looking at right now is the... The house next to it seems to be the wall. Is that not the case anymore? The house next to it? I'm sorry. Say that again? It looks like there's a, there's house, a house that, that that's, the house that's next to the lot. Or, you know, there's a house that, that was built. So is there a yeah. wall now between your, your, your lot and that house? Or is the house just on the wall? Oh, there's not an updated photo? Because I, I, well, the house next door to the right? Yes, correct. That, 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 that was my property also. Oh, it was? And, um, okay. Yeah, so I actually uh, had a chain fence put, so it's a six foot, six foot chain fence from the front all the way to the back. Okay, I see. Got it. So the chain fence on the right house, on the right side, all the way to the back, and then it has a back fence, and then you have the left, the fence on the left side. So it's all, all three, all three sides have have a chain fence or well, I think wood fence in the back. I don't know, but it's all fenced all the way around. Mm -hmm. Okay, I see. Um. Yeah, because that's, 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 that's what I would, you know, and, and again, I, I appreciate the, uh, the openness to maybe work with me on this. Um, again, I, I still don't know if I can come up to the, the 22, you know, considering, um, one of, you know, one of the things that you said earlier, you would be open to it and you were going to drag it. I mean, what kind of, you know, what's the length of, of the terms that you, or what's the length of the time frame that you would want to, you know, let's say that you did come to some type of agreement and you feel comfortable doing this. Um, something that something that would more or less be be close to like a maybe like a five hundred dollar payment per month or something like that. You know, something towards that end or or a little bit more. Mm -hmm. That way, doesn't take that long to to finish paying it off. Okay. I mean, I don't want something that's two hundred bucks a month and takes you know forever. <laughs> no, so so typically. Um... On something like this, what we would be doing is obviously, uh, like I said earlier, is we would put a structure on it. Um, I would have to see what size of structure I can put on it because it is a smaller lot at 3,000 square feet. Um, and we'd have to look to see what it, what it would be zoned for. Um, let me see. This is not showing me on here. Well, since, uh, since the house that was mine next door uh, used to be mine, that one was a three bedroom, two bathroom, two car garage. Yeah, but that lot that lot is uh, 6,400 feet. Uh, those, those, those are the same size lots. Both, all those lots are the same. Those two lots at least are the same size. Front to back, if you look at them. 
am I missing something here? Because what what I'm looking at is uh, what are you looking at? I'm looking at uh, 2096 Mimosa Drive. Yeah, let me go ahead and that's it, right? Yeah, so let me go ahead and bring that up online right here. Yeah, because when I'm what it's telling me here is that lot size is. Is three thousand one hundred eighty-two square feet. Is not that's not right. Let me hold on. A second. Let me go ahead and bring it up right here. Okay. Oh, where where are you looking at it at? Zillow. No, it's uh. I actually have tax records, so I have a I have a system that's oh. a little more accurate than uh, than Zillow. Um, so I'm able to look at you know a little bit more details when it comes to the properties. Okay, let me see something real quick. Oh, you know what? I went the wrong way. Um, the house that you built on is right. Okay, so the house you built on, it is... Uh, you know, right so if you look at 2090, even if you look at an area, uh, so if you go to Google Maps and go aerial view and go straight down, yeah, you no, see the lot. I see it now. I see it. So the house, the, 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 the other one that you sold... Also oh. was three thousand one hundred seven. They built the thirteen hundred square feet. Okay, okay that, that makes sense. sense. Got it. Um, oh, okay. well, I was looking I was at the wrong one. I was looking at the one on the left and looking at the, oh, okay. the actual lot. It's the one on the right, which is the one. So that makes sense. Uh, can you can you hold on for a second? I got an important phone call. I got to answer real quick. Sure. All right, guys. So. We're gonna try to get this. See, if we can get some uh, creative on it. Uh, I'm gonna try to get the payment lower than 500 uh, by telling him we'll be done with it maybe a year or two, as long as we just need to buy that time for for um, maybe even get zero payments, honestly. Um, but uh, that way we can build on it, or or we'll sell it to a builder, or we assign it, or maybe we put a mobile home on it. Um, but it looks like there's a lot of houses. There's actually mobile homes too. I wouldn't think, but I have to to see. Because uh, the easiest thing here would be to put a, a manufactured structure um, and to build a house, but we need to get back on the line. Hopefully, it doesn't put me on hold too long. Man. Yeah, because if you look at the structure next door, same lot size, 3,187 square feet, and the house was built in 2008. Uh, and that actually sold. Okay, so whoever owner We sold that house for one thirty four. One thirty four five. That was back in actually that was back in twenty nineteen, so price has been going down. Let's look at Hello. Hello, I'm here, Manuel. Hello. Can you hear me? I'm sorry about that. I was planning a few quinceañera. <laughs> <laughs> Who's having a quinceañera? My daughter. Oh man, congratulations. When she Thank uh when she turned when when did she turn fifteen? Well, she she just turned fifteen, but uh, the end is gonna be in two weeks from now. So nice. I got phone calls left and right from catering to salon to this to that, you know. Yeah, yeah, and 
No, that's good, man. Congratulations. Uh, hopefully, it goes, hopefully it goes well and stuff. So. Uh, hopefully, because damn things are stressful. <laughs> are you doing a, a? Is it gonna be like a big, a huge quinceanera or what? Well, we we planned on being a something. Well, because of that, we didn't know that it's a small town and not that many people reside here. But all of a sudden, we got guests coming from all over the U.S. You know, family, friends. So okay. Turn into something big now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome, man. What What do you do for work, by the way? Um, I I, I do IT work. Oh, okay. okay. For yourself, you own your own business. Oh no, I do for a company, several companies that I do IT work for. Sometimes freelance, sometimes uh, for companies in town, all over the you know, different cities and stuff like that. Got it. Okay. And these two properties you bought, you just uh, happened to you bought them as a rental a while back. Well, I bought uh, the, the house, first I bought the home mm-hmm. back in 2012, I think, and then and they had just built a home in 2008. Okay, right. So the home was fairly new. And then the owner, the guy I bought it from, I bought it uh, for sale by owner okay. back then. Right, right, right. So and then the, the next door lot had a trailer, which he sold to the people that were living there. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, when I bought it, you know, I was going, to, I was already paying under 500 bucks a month because I gave him a large down payment and whatever was left was, didn't amount to much. Right. And then the people next door were only paying like $200 a month. Right. I'm like, man, that's shit. That's the way I go. I go, I'll take that off your hands and say, for, you know, <laughs> if anything weird ever happens down the line, you know, I could, I could sit in the corner and piss $200 up, you know. Yeah, but you're, right, you're right next door, so that kind of worked happened. out then. Yeah, so, so I don't know what happened to you there. Um, he gave me a call. He goes, are you still interested? I go, well, what happened? I go, I don't know. I've been contacting them for, they've been laid on things for four, five, six months, and I've been calling them and going down there, and <clears throat> no sign of them. They, like, disappear off the face of the earth. Face of the earth. Wow. And I had two sons that were staying there. I just told them, hey, go check it out. Go find out what's going on. He goes, oh, I haven't seen them in forever, because they used to, because they used to come barbecue and drink with them, whatever. Yeah. He goes, I, I haven't seen them for months. Like, they just disappeared. <laughs> so three months went by after that, and he said, "Oh, I'm fine. I finally got ownership of the property back. You don't want to buy it?" I go, "Sure." So I bought it off of her. I had to break the lock to get in. It looked like a bunch of stuff. Or I mean, all the furniture was there, but they're like boxes of stuff they were packing and and um, like they were moving. But it was weird. They just disappeared on the face of the earth. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Huh. Well, it worked out though. You got the property. <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that, uh, by the way. And uh, like I said, hopefully everything goes well with your quinceanera and, uh, and, and you have a good time. Uh, so go, going back to um, to what we were talking about earlier, I know that, you know, obviously the, the length of time, which so typically uh, I'll share it with you really quick. So in the past, what we've done, you know, uh, I'm actually I bought um, 13 acres in Sierra Vista. And so, so the gentleman I bought it from was he kind of had similar, you know, uh, concerns. And sure. what we did is we did what we call a, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the term balloon payment, but it's just a, like a short term or a yeah. balloon uh, term. So basically, it's a bigger purchase, obviously 13 acres. So what we told well, him well, was let's structure it to where, well, you know, in, the, in, in three years, we're going to, we're going to. Uh, refi it or, or cash you out. Refi it. And I know I'm not, I'm not saying that's what I'm looking for here, just sharing you the story. Um, and, uh-huh. it, and it worked out well because uh, I think we've had it, it now for a year and we're, we're going to do some things with it. And it worked out well yeah, for well. him. So with this, this lot, lot. I'm, I'm, I'm almost thinking the same thing in regards to how fast we're going to be in and out. Uh, whether, you know, you know, we build a, pro- a structure just like the one that you had 
or just putting a, a manufacturer at home. Um, so yes. So in in this case, if you I don't know if you are open to something like that, what we did with with that gentleman in regards to you know doing something uh, short term, you know where we have a balloon uh, payment when it comes due, and then we just cash it out completely once we're done with the structure. Uh, you know what 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 would be something that you would feel comfortable in regards to time frame if you do something like that. Um. Uh, what type of time frame you guys usually usually handle things like that in? So on this one, because I don't know yet uh, whether I'm going to build a house on it or going to put a manufactured home. Um, uh -huh. You know, it just depends. Um, you know, and obviously, either one takes some time. Because you got permits, you have, you know, um, yeah. you have things that you have to jump through and hoops and stuff with either the city, the county, and everything else. Um, so, yes. I mean, I, I usually like to just uh, assume, you know, what the length of both, what it would take for both, uh, you know, and obviously, you know, with, with the way the market is in regards to you know, materials and all that, it's, it's also, we used to only do one bid, but now we got to do three to four just because of, of the shortage of everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, again, uh, if, if, you know, what what is that time frame that you would feel comfortable giving us to, for us to do this and then I can see if that would work or not. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know how, the, how you guys have set those terms. Uh, I don't, I've never done anything like that before. So Yeah, so earlier you mentioned something. You said you were looking to get something like $500 a month. But I think, you, again, maybe I'm not, you maybe mentioning so we can pay it off you know, faster, which is which is understandable. I know when you do uh -huh. something like this, you obviously have somebody that's going to make payments and you want to be done with it. For me, it would, I wouldn't even, you know, it would just be, I would say if we can get something like anywhere between 12 to, you know, to 18 months to possibly 24 months, where I would cash you completely out by that, by the end of those turn, end of those time frames, um, even sooner, right? If you get done sooner, let's say that we decide to put a manufacturer in. I just don't know if you would wow. open to something like that in those time frames. Well, well, yeah, I mean, if, the, uh, if I sat down and looked at all what the trailer looked like and all that good stuff, and then something out that way also. And and so, if we did something like that, you still would consider the um, the uh, the twenty two thousand on, on on terms and making payments. Um. Uh, I, 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 I talked to my wife about that. But. We started at 25, and now you're we're talking about terms to for cash out that late. Mm -hmm. I would have to what she's, you know, what her input is on that. Got it. Okay. Um, no, that's fine, and you know, and that's okay. Obviously, we don't want we don't have to agree on anything today because what I love to do if if she has input on the sale of the property, uh, you know, obviously I would like to get her input and, and maybe answer your questions. How this works? Yes. How basically break down the whole process. That's that's a whole another call. I don't typically like to go into all the details, especially if everybody that you know, every you know, everybody that has an input on the sale is not on the, on the call. Um, but I do want to do something with this lot. I think that uh, uh, I am interested in it, uh, depending on what we can come up with. Um, so if you were me, you know, setting up a call back with you and your wife, so that way I can you know get you guys all the questions answered. Uh, when can we do that? Uh, probably. I mean, if you if you're looking at some uh, any time after 
I think 5 p.m. will be a better time. Anytime after 5 p.m.? Yeah. Okay. Will today work after 5 p.m.? Oh, uh, yes. We can do 5 p.m. after 5 p.m. today. Were you, were you located in Phoenix? I am, yeah. We're here in Phoenix. We, we buy properties all okay. over, but, and even nationwide. But, yeah, we're, lo we're centrally located, actually, in Tempe, Tempe, Arizona. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what I would do, what I typically like to do as well is think of um, if you guys, if, if both your, you and your wife can come up with at least uh, what I like, uh, just leave you with a little bit of homework here. Uh, come up with like your top three you know, questions in this type of transaction. So that way maybe we have something to talk about. Um, and okay. Then, and then we can discuss, you know, how, how we can work together. Um, you can come up with the top three questions. And then what I'll do is I'll put it on my calendar to call you back at five today. Um, okay. And I do have a call before you, and I have one. I don't think I have one after you, but is there anything that you think that can stop us from talking today, obviously, besides an emergency at 5? No, um, I don't think we don't have anything major planned today. No Cinco de Mayo parties? Oh, no. Not, not on the weekday. <laughs> <laughs> no, Maybe the weekend, you know. Some more uh, quinceañera planning, right? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no, and and I ask that because I do take these calls serious when I when I call. I want to make sure that I'm not I'm not leaving a spot for or not uh, taking the spot for someone else, and I want to make sure that I put this on my calendar so when I call you back, you guys are available. We can have that conversation on everything works. Okay, uh, well, sounds good, Manuel. I appreciate the conversation. I'll put you down for five o'clock today, and then uh, what what's your wife's name, by the way? Because I didn't see her on I don't see her on any on the title here. I don't think she's on here, but. What is your wife's name? No, she's not on it. Just myself. Her name is Lady. Okay, perfect. So I'll have you and, and I'll talk to her and yourself today at 5, okay? Okay, no problem. All right, Manny. Take care. Thank you for the conversation. Thank you, too. Yeah, bye. Thank you. Bye. All right. Um, interesting call. Um, you know, obviously, the, the curveball was got to talk to the wife, which is which is fine. I'm good with that. Um Obviously, he's open to doing something creative, which is great. I think with this one, we might just—it's probably a situation where we can sell it to someone or, or find a, assign it to somebody that can build on it, that can um, uh, basically either put a manufactured home on it, uh, whatever the case may be. But I think it's a good deal. Uh, and then, um, and I think he's—and the thing is that he's open to something like this, right? Uh, and that's a good thing. A lot of people aren't open to making payment on these deals, especially when you when when they're buildable lots that have all the utilities that have everything already there in line for you. It's great because now it becomes a lot easier to build on it, to put a structure, whether it's a house, whether it's a manufacturer, because um, <clears throat> those costs for bringing utilities onto the lot can get anywhere between ten, fifteen, twenty, even up to fifty thousand, depending on if they have to break the street. They got to run wires, all that stuff, and so there's this lot is actually buildable, which is awesome. So, um, so we'll call them back today at five, and then talk to them and see what's going on. Uh, or and you know, I think the biggest concern with them is probably how does this work. So I'll break it down to them. I'll tell them how they're going to structure it, how they're protected, right? Uh, how we can protect them, and and all the good stuff. So that, that was actually a really good call. I do want to call um, Sean back. He's probably going to be upset because he said. Uh, and then I'll get to your questions. If you guys have questions on, on that call, um, I'll, or anything on that call that you guys heard that you don't you're confused on, why did I say this or anything on this, I want you guys to uh, to put them in the comment section, and I'll get to them right now after I call Sean. Uh, this one's going to be an interesting call uh, with with Sean. So.
Hello. Hello, Sean. Yeah. Max, right? Yeah, yeah, it's Max. I I, I apologize for calling you ten twelve minutes later after ten forty. <laughs> I, I got stuck on a on a call with another with another individual and I was trying to move forward. I'm like, oh, Sean's gonna get mad at me because I told him I was gonna call him like at ten forty. I, I apologize about that. Nah, I'm not mad. <laughs> Perfect. No, I really appreciate that. Um, no, yeah. So earlier I mentioned, uh, you know, I was, call I was calling you because uh, Carl had uh, had mentioned about the property you have over in Tucson. And he basically, he had some, uh, he left some notes and stuff. And so, I, I, you know, a lot of times the notes don't always tell the whole story. You know how that is with notes. And I uh, just wanted mm -hmm. to see what, you know, what uh, what has you considering selling and, you know, what's the, how, how we can work together on this. Yeah, well, I, I talked with him for, what, 10 minutes last night. Um, my biggest problem is I don't know what I would do with the money if I did sell it, you know. That's uh, a concern. It, yeah. I mean, I, if I could hold on to it and then, you know, buy another property once the market went down, that that would probably be the best case scenario. But I have to pay, you know, capital gains, taxes, and stuff like that. I don't want to do that. But uh, How long have you owned this property? I've owned it since 2009, so 13 years, I guess. Okay, I see. Okay, so you've owned it yeah. for quite a while. Um, so, yeah, so it's a great little investment. Yeah, no, that's it's a, and actually it's a, it's in a pretty uh, good neighborhood too. I see that. It is. Yeah. yeah. Good part of. Uh, Are you a Tucson native? I'm actually Arizona native, so from Phoenix, but we do a lot of stuff oh, okay. in Tucson between Tucson, Phoenix, and like Blackstaff, where we're navigating you know, all the way up to like uh, the Wood City as well. Actually, the gentleman I just oh, wow. on the phone with was uh, has a lot in whole Wood City that I'm trying to buy and build on. Um, so yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we're we're navigating everything. Um, so one thing is uh, also um, it is so it is a rental property and it looks like the tenants uh, have a lease until July 22nd or sorry, July 2022. Yeah, something like that. Okay, and they uh, are they going to be um, is it the end of July or or July first is when we're like end of um, June is when it ends. I don't actually know. I don't even know if it's really July or if it's June or when. Got it. Um, my pat property manager is managing all of that. I live in Colorado. Oh, okay. What part of Colorado? I live in Denver. Okay, nice. I've never been to Denver. I've been to uh, Durango. I was there for a couple of days. And that, that was oh, that's nice. Place. Yeah. I don't go there too much. Yeah, it is. I visited with a friend of mine and visited that place. That was really nice. So, I don't know if you ever get out there or not. Uh, I got married there. Oh. Uh, it is a nice place. Yeah. Oh, wow. Congratulations. So. <laughs> cool. So, uh, w one of the things you said earlier was about the capital gains tax. Um, yeah. Know, I know that's always, you know, obviously that, that is a fair concern. Um, and it's always, and it's hard to always try to figure out what that amount would be because everybody's taxes for the most part is always different, right? Her tax situation anyways. Always, mm. you know, that's something that the CPA would, would obviously talk to you about. Um, but in this case, something that we've done in the past when there is that situation, uh, I mean, you know, as far as the capital gains when someone hasn't, you know, um, discovered or, sorry, found another opportunity 
Um, usually what happens is they, they either look for a 1031 exchange. I know a lot of people do that. Uh, so they don't get hit with the taxes. Uh, a lot. The other thing too is I bought properties before from individuals that you know have that concern, and basically they've let us take over payments. Uh, I don't know if you would consider something like that, where you would come in and, and take over the payments and maybe even make extra payments that you would cash flow as well. I'm not sure if you would consider anything like that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm open. I'm. I guess the big problem is that I'm. It's been a great investment, and uh, I assume that it's going to continue to be a good investment. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not terribly motivated to sell, but maybe, yeah. So I've just been open to offers. So, okay. Um, so just, when you say taking over payments, what you're saying is essentially shift the ownership over to you, but then you make. As soon as I sell, even if I carry the note. I'm going to pay property gains, aren't I? So, no. so what happens is that um, we, the mortgage stays in place. There's not. So let's say that uh, whatever it is that you owe, I don't know how much you owe, right? So let's say, I think, let's say that you owe 75. Okay, let's say you owe the 75,000. So that okay. mortgage stays in place. And then what happens, let's say that you want to sell it to me for 300,000. We'll just say that number. I'm not sure yeah. what your number is. So now we're talking a difference of 225, right? Seventy-five thousand, then you have a mortgage, and then two twenty-five. Yeah. Get to the three hundred. So in essence, what would happen is that you know, uh, when we make payments to you, is that we would continue the payments on that seventy-five thousand, and then there would be a, a, a what is it called? A, another a note that would get written up through title, right? Through title, it would get mm -hmm. to a servicing company for the two seventy-five. So there's no really there's no really cash yet that gets transferred transferred until we until let's say that we agreed on something like hey Max I'll sell it to you that way and then in five years you pay me out so then you get another five years uh -huh. of the benefits of you know not selling the property now the only thing is that the tax benefits then you lose the tax benefits as far as appreciation and and, and all that because the, the, it is transferring ownership for sure oh okay but you don't you don't you're not gonna pay basically the Capital gains on it. Not you don't pay it until the balloon payment comes in, right? That is correct. Yep. yep. The only thing is that the only thing is that the tax benefits if you lose that, and you know that 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 changes transfers over as well to appreciation or, or cost or, or whatever the case may be. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so. so it's just delaying the the tax. It's not really avoiding it. <laughs> And that first thing you said, that's, that's basically if I'm going to buy another property right away, right? So, Just yes. move the funds into another property. A 1031 exchange, usually you identify another opportunity, and then what happens is that, uh, you know, they give you a thing up to, I don't know if it's, I can't remember exactly if it's six months or 90 days, 90 days to six months. Right? You have to check each, each 1031 exchange company is different. So whoever you use as, as let's say, as, as a 1031 exchange, then... They usually do ninety days to six months after the after it's sold they they hold the funds and then they give you that time frame to be able to identify the property. But most people usually have something identified so they don't have to delay it for the for you. Oh got it. So there's a lot of options well, on, there's a lot of options on the table. I mean it sounds like you might have some things to consider. Um, you know, I know typically when I speak with people they usually want to sell, you know, within the next thirty, sixty days and, and it's usually because of 
you know, different different situations going on. But it doesn't sound like any of it applies to you right now. No, I don't. I don't need the money. In fact, I it would be a burden trying to figure out what to do with it. You know. <laughs> That's a good problem to have, though. No, no, it's a good problem to have. So, uh, like I said, usually when I call someone, it's uh, either because they need to sell like, at a certain time frame or they definitely need the money because of something going on. So. Well, yeah. John, you know, um, I guess, uh, you know, maybe maybe I could, you know, once you figure out, you know, as far as, you know, what you would like to do, I can definitely uh, give you a call back, um, you know, to see if, you know, where would you like me to do that? Um, well, if you, if you, if a number pops into your mind of something of, of what you'd like to offer, I mean, you could just send it to me, text me or email me or call me or whatever and let me know and I, I can have that to think about because I've talked to like a dozen different people, been screened, I guess, by like a dozen different people doing what you guys are doing and it's like, Frustrating because none of them, none of them actually ever, you know, come back and, you know, well, give an offer. So what I tell you is, <laughs> no, 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 I, I, yeah, no, that's and that's valid, right? Uh, and you know, I think what's happening for us, our business, is that it's not just to give numbers. Typically, when we do, and I'm very transparent about that, right? It, because it, it still sounds like maybe you're not ready to sell the property, but potentially, if someone was to offer you, uh, it would come down to potentially someone offering you the right price. So, I mean, have you just considered maybe putting it on the market to capitalize and, and get the most on it? I've certainly thought about it. I mean, the market is high, but yeah. it looks like it's going to stay that way for yeah, a while. potentially. Who so, knows? I mean, I think what, who knows? what we were doing six months ago in regards to, hey, let's put whatever price on the properties, that's not happening anymore. Uh, we, I think one of the things mm. we've seen this week is uh, properties are now – being left on the market longer than usual. We actually we saw we saw our first two price reductions. Uh, this week. Oh, yeah, which you have not seen at all. I don't know if that's you didn't have. Yeah, well, the Fed is raising their rates, right? So yeah. you kind of expect things to slow down a bit. Yeah. So do you have a? I mean, I'm assuming you maybe have an agent you love working with. No, I I don't like working with real estate agents. <laughs> I don't feel like they add much value. Because I've I've bought and sold properties through title companies several times and it's it's a breeze. Yeah. Okay. So basically, like owner to owner. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, since I mean, you obviously already, you know, you threw that out there as far as you know, what would you offer? I mean, just off the record, ballpark, what would you what would you consider selling this knowing that you didn't have to pay anything out of pocket? I've been thinking for the past year or so that three hundred thousand would be a you know, a good amount. I paid one thirty five for it mm-hmm. and uh you know, that's more than double, so Okay. But I mean, yeah. So yeah, that's but that's just some number that popped into my head that doesn't really mean anything, so right, right. I don't know. But it's, and I saw that on Zillow it's worth I Zillow's appraising it for a little more than that now, so Okay. Problem is, it's kind of almost worth it now, right? <laughs> so, so when Zillow came out and they did the inspections and and then they did the fees, that's what <laughs> yeah, we both know Zillow doesn't do that. Well, they will uh, once they do they will offer. Yes, mm-hmm. open door, they all do that. They, anything you see online is preliminary. There's no 
They still come out. Well, yeah. Yeah, they still come out, and they're going to deck their things. But whatever you're seeing online is not as final. I don't, well, I know it's not final, but it's like a Kelly Blue Book. Yeah, that's why I always ask uh, everybody, you know, well, Open Door said they would offer this, uh, and Zillow would offer that, and if you know, they came out, is that one point of writing? Because it changes. Now, it could be more. Uh what they're telling online. Zillow doesn't buy houses anymore, does it? I thought it got out of that business. Not, not after they lost $500 billion. For right. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know how you feel about selling to a company like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell you what, what bothers me is I talked to some of these guys who, who wanted to buy my house, and they were talking about jacking up the rent to like $2,000 a month. It's like 1400 now. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'm... I don't know that that's good for the neighborhood, you know? Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like they were interested in, in what was best for the neighborhood or best for renters. And, and I don't know. Maybe maybe that is best for renters, but... What's it renting right now? Somewhere around 1400 1400 Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it right now, and you know, that's, I mean, average is 1600 I don't know how those guys are going to jack it up to 2000 unless they put somebody that doesn't know what's going on, but... I mean, the medium rents in that area, I am seeing a thousand, up to like seventeen hundred, close to seventeen hundred. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so you're on the lower end, but still, I mean, still, um, I'm, this, you, well, how long have you had this lease? I don't really know. Property manager does that. Um, it's just been smooth sailing for me, but yeah, usually as it's been going up, I raise it a little bit. You know, so I guess the price has gone up. And rent has gone up much quicker than I've been interested in raising the rent. So yeah, not only gone up, but there's uh, uh, it's the rentals are also in the same uh, same situation with properties. People can't find rentals, affordable ones, anyways. Too. No, really. Yeah. So, so. Uh, all right, Sean. Well, sounds good. Yeah. Um, you know, again, um. You know, maybe we can discuss uh, later on once you're, you know, you're, you're thinking, you identify an opportunity, what to do with the money. Uh, maybe we can have a little more discussion or, I mean, you know, and, and we'll go from there. Okay? Sure. Yeah. All right, Sean. Sounds good. Thank you for the conversation. Nice talking to you, man. Yep. Take care. All right. Bye. All right, guys. Um, he has, there's no pain, no motivation. Um yeah, there's nothing there. Uh, the guy is uh, he's in a good position, right? He even said it himself, if I was to sell, I don't know what I would do with the money. Now, it's a valid concern with the capital gains. Now, he might not have to pay a lot. He's owned this property since 2009. So every single year that you own the property, obviously, uh, whatever he bought it for, I think he bought it for, okay, so he bought it for 134000 So whatever he sells it above that, that's where he would do uh capital gains on so let's say it's worth three hundred thousand the difference he would pay taxes on that but um but no i mean i, I didn't want to get into it with him he definitely doesn't have any motivation there's nothing going on um actually no he didn't buy it for that price he bought it for hundred thirty five thousand well pretty close uh but there was no pain no motivation um i was trying to see if maybe he would be considered doing something creative uh he definitely is not interested in that either so uh, let me see if there's some questions now that I got done talking to Sean. Let's see here. Um, let's move on. This is Witchley. What up, Max? Came in late, but we'll catch the replay. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, Tabidi Waters says, Professor Max, here to learn from the master. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. 
Uh, Bog Town King said, "Is this a buildable lot?" You must be talking about the uh, the property out in um, in the, what is it called, the Bullhead City. Yes, that is a buildable lot. Uh, Claudio Bia said, "My man hits the mark every time. That's a sales training for you." Yeah, guys. Um, look, at, I'm not look. I'm not here trying to say that I got good on my own, right? There's, I would be lying if I said that. I, I, we, we went through sales training and I started doing sales training in 2018. But that's because I wanted to invest in the craft. I love, I love sales. It's something that I've always uh, been in love with um, for, for years. And, 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 you know, in order for me to take my game to the next level, which is I had to invest in myself, right? You guys got to know this. At some point, if you're just starting out right now, you do what you have to do. But at some point, as you grow, as your business grows, it gets a lot harder, and the only way that you get better on those phases in growth phases is to invest in yourself. So that's what I did. I mean, four years ago, I invested uh, to a certain sales training program, and it taught me, right? And so it, it helped me to get better. And that's what I always tell everybody: like Max, how how do you, how do you, how are you so good on the phones? You know, how do you know what to say? How do you know what questions to ask? I was taught those things, right? I was part, I'm still part of that sales training right now. I go. I used to go twice a week for for till actually this year. I used to still go twice a week to go get coaching. And so you know, people always ask like, how do I get better? How do I? Is you have to invest in training. And I'm gonna give a plug in here because we do have a sales training program, right? We have a sales training program where we train a lot of people across the country, different wholesaling business, and we we do calls. Uh, you know, one I think we do we do uh one call every every. One call once a week, every Wednesday. We're doing role playing. We're, we're walking scenarios, um, and also we have a mastermind too. People attend, so you know at some point, you know you have to invest in sales training for yourself. You cannot continue to keep doing the same thing and expect different results, right? What do they say? That's the definition of insanity. Um, so if you guys are interested, you know if you if you like what you hear and you're, and you're wondering how do I get to that point where I can answer, ask those questions. How do I get to the point where I can navigate a sales call like that? Um, you guys can go to our website, check it out. There's different levels. You can start, you know, you can start in different in different areas of where you're at in your career. There's a, there's an online course, um, and you know we have a live workshop as well too where you can attend. And and the reason why I'm giving this plug is because I get this I get that question asked all the time like Max, how do I get better? Is you need to invest in yourself. You need to uh, you know at some point you're gonna have to invest in money. Right. When you first start out, it's time. But as you grow, it has to be it, it, you have to invest money. Um, now I got uh, various different coaches, right, for sales, for the business, for for personally. So if you guys want to check out and learn how I do these strategies, go to disruptors.com forward slash sales disruptors. So that way you guys can plug in and, and not only on these calls, you can run a lot, a lot on these calls. If you really dedicate your time and watch these calls and break them down and hear the, the explanation. If you want to take your game to the next level, go to the website so that way you guys can check out what we got to offer, which is disruptors.com, sales disruptors, forward slash sales disruptors. And there's there's different levels that you can start at that way. And we actually do have a workshop coming up um, soon. So watch out for that. That's the, all that information should be on the website. So um, thank you for that comment, uh, Bobby. I really appreciate that because I think you hit a very good point, right? That's sales training for you. Um, Claudio Diaz said, Stone Cold. Uh, Joshua said, let's go, Max. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. 
Uh, which Lee C said, with gentlemen who does IT work, what were you going off of to comment a lot? Um, I was going to. Um, we have a system called Monsoon, and what it is, it's uh, it's basically the tax records for the MLS. So initially, I'm going off the MLS. That's what that that's when it's a property here in Arizona. I have the the, the uh, I have the ability to comp properties through the MLS, which helps me to be able to make a better uh, a better offer and to help me uh, you know uh, uh, what I'm looking at as well too. So. Um, EA said Max is a beast. I appreciate it. Thank you, bro. Thank you for that. Uh, Jermaine Warfield says millions of dollars worth of game. Let's go. I appreciate it, bro. Thank you for that. This is what we do it for. We want to give back. Like I said, you can learn a lot from these calls. There's a lot you can take from this. Um, you know, uh, and 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 implement it, right? But as far as structure and as far as having that framework is at some point you do have to invest in yourself and you need to do that by uh, doing your social reporting as well too. So uh in the last comment that I have here before we end before we finish this up it says uh Steven Valencia said motivation and timeline. Yes. Huge, huge, huge. If we can get those three things, if we can get motivation, timeline and price, price being the last one, we don't really care about price. We want to know if there's motivation pain. We want to know what your timeline is. And then based on those two things that we got, motivation, timeline, now we're going to discuss what are you willing to pay for the convenience of, of relieving that pain and getting it done during, during a certain uh, time frame. Um, then we get into what we call budget, which is the price. So, guys, I do apologize. We had a lot of no answers, but we got two good conversations. Hopefully you got a lot of that. Uh, you know, it's... Um, it happens again. I'm going to say this again: is that this is part of prospecting. You've got to build that mental stamina. If you want to have success and you want to, you know, get better at this, is make sure every time that you start to make calls, realize that you are you're going to get no answers. You're going to get cussed out. You're going to get, uh, you know, everything thrown at you. But the better that you can change your mindset and and, and approach these calls, uh, you know, the better you are going to get on. on uh, and talking to sellers and talking to your prospects. So um, I'll leave that with that. And I really want to thank everyone that submitted the leads. Um, our lead manager, Carlos, is going to continue to follow up with those leads. And I want to thank everyone that submitted the leads. Thank you guys for liking and subscribing to the channel. If you haven't, like and subscribe to the channel and then share this uh, this uh, this segment with somebody that you that you want to get, that, know, that you know that needs to get better with sales. And uh, thank you guys for watching the Closers Lab. Again, you know, what, we're gonna, what we do here is we call sellers live. We want to collaborate with you. If you do have a deal that you want us to call the seller for you, uh, reach out. Send me a DM through Instagram. I'm very responsive on there. Um, so that way we can help you out. And thank you, guys. And until the next one, I'll see you guys later. Peace. One of the greatest guys I've ever met. Huge inspiration. You know, the advice he gave me made me like $50,000 in one hour. A super fucking human. He just doesn't go up. He doesn't quit. He's one of the most well-known salespeople out there. Sales trainers in the fucking country. Very impressive guy. Give it up for my guy, Matt. And Sarah Thor. He's in this, baby.